Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Christina's philosophy is that the inspiration we find out in the world should find a home within our daily lives. Her signature style is a reflection of her lifestyle. On any given day, you might find her planning her next sourcing trip or hopping in the ocean for a quick dip on the surf of the North Shore of Kauai. Christina studied art and architecture at UCLA and design work through UC Berkeley's interior design program. Christina has designed homes throughout the Bay Area for One Kings Lane and has designed more than 600 projects globally as senior designer for hospitality startup Sonder. Her ultimate goal is to help her clients define and develop their personal aesthetic, then to implement it in a way that is timeless, comfortable, and unique. Look for her work in publications like Lonnie Magazine, Rue Magazine, Apartment Therapy, Fast Company, and Domino. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Christina. She's also our interior designer and has made our dream home begin to feel just like that. And she's also one of Clay's oldest. And by oldest, I mean held him on the day he was born, I think, (laughs) friends. So I'm so happy to have you. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It's been so fun getting to work with you and seeing your, I mean, I will start by saying this. We got to go to Christina's wedding in Kauai. (laughs) So this was a few years ago before you moved there. And Mm -hmm. now whenever I go there, it's just screams you like you, you are so one with that. Island. Oh my God. Thank you. Amazing. But anyway, it was the most magnificently designed wedding <laughs> I have ever experienced in my life. I still show people photos of it. Oh my gosh. It and I magical. remember at your wedding coming up to you and just being like, you have to do this. Like you have to do this for yourself. And you were like, okay, it's my wedding. And I was like trying to like get you to like start your own. No, I remember, I remember (laughs) you saying that to me, honestly. And I was in like pretty much a daze. I mean, when you get married, you know, it's like, you're almost in like a spiritual blackout because there's just so much energy coming at you. But I do remember you saying that and you, yeah, I remember us having that conversation and it was, it was powerful. It is so cool. One of my favorite things is to see somebody like doing that thing that like, they're so obviously supposed to be doing. And that's why obviously I love my job because I get to help people like on that path to do thing. And I'm really excited to dive in with you about your journey because you recently quit the job at Sonder and are now full-time design, although you've been doing it on the side for a while. Now you're all in. Yeah, I'm all in. So first of all, congrats. (laughs) That's huge. Thank you so much. It was a big, I'm sure as anyone like yourself or listeners know, when you go from side hustle to full on, like owning your own business, it is a big difference and a big leap of faith. Um, And we can kind of dive into that. Just like I, I had no idea how difficult it was going to be. Um, just emotionally, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like yeah. really, um, but thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's, it's been awesome. Yeah. So I'm really excited to talk about that journey, but before we do, I would love for you to just share with us some of your design journey, because I was realizing we've only hung out like a handful of times, but I feel like your family, 
Um, because you and clay, I mean, so for, for those listening, um, Christina grew up across the street from clay and am I making that up or did you really hold him on the day he was born? I don't know if I'm pretty sure I held him or at least touched him. Yeah. Clay and I grew up across the street from each other and I was about, I don't know the exact age difference. I think I was like four grades above clay. Um, but yeah, the day he was born. I remember, I don't remember, I mean, I was pretty young, but I definitely remember going over there. Um, I think my mom took care of us, like me and Ty and maybe Lee, like while it was happening. And then we went over and got to see him. But yeah, I've known Clay pretty much his whole life. Um, It's pretty incredible. And Clay and his whole family, I mean, I consider them, them family. Um, Yeah. I know. It's just so funny, like seeing people grow up like now that you're on a podcast with clay's wife like so i mean the universe is just the universe is a crazy crazy place it's so Um, i would have never guessed yeah um this connection but it's it's been so special just to grow up and and to like have a relationship now with clay that's different from when we were growing up and be able to help you guys create i mean your amazing home it's just been so special yeah, it's been an amazing process and you're so good at it. And so um, it's just cool, like I said, to see somebody like really what I call in your dharma doing this sort of work, transforming people's homes, like the space that we're in. And even before we bought the house, before we were thinking of buying a house, when we got back from your wedding, Clay was like, Christina will design our home one day. And that was years ago. And now here yeah. we are. Um, and you're designing our home room by room. And it's just been so cool to witness your magic. So before we talk about that though, let's hear your story. I realized we actually have random things in common besides the Ritmas. Like our parents are both named John and Carol. No. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're Christina and I'm Krista and our parents are John. (laughs) Wow. That is strange. I had no idea. I was just thinking about that today because I was just like, just, you know, calling in your energy. And I was like, that's actually really funny. Um, Anyway, I don't actually know a lot of your design story. So this will be exciting for me too. And just sort of how you found it and what drew you to it, because you obviously are like, you know, incredible. Totally. Um, Yeah, I can talk a bit about that. So I went to UCLA and I studied, I actually ended up, I went for dance. Actually, I was a dancer my whole life. Um, and I went Same to UCLA. Also. Really? No way. Okay. So I was a dancer my whole life. I went to UCLA, um, in their dance program. I ended up dropping out and of the dance program, not UCLA. And I ended up studying art history. Um, you know, I think during college, um, just like for a bit of backstory, I'm actually, I've been sober almost, um, I started my sobriety journey almost a decade ago, which is crazy. So needless to say, my college journey was a bit of a blur and I wasn't necessarily there. I wasn't very focused on my studies, let's just say that. But I will say um, I was drawn to art history because I was, you know, I think I was always interested in doing something creative. I was drawn to creativity. I was drawn to art. I just wasn't sure how that was going to translate. Um, so I moved back up to San Francisco and, you know, I was pretty lost at the time. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And I ended up landing a job actually at a marketing agency. Funny enough. Um, it was a mobile marketing agency called fetch. And this was kind of like in the beginning of sort of when mobile was just coming out, Instagram was an app, but they hadn't done advertising yet. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of in that moment in tech when like things were really start starting to explode in terms of mobile. And I ended up, um, I started as an intern and I ended up towards the end of my time there, basically running all of their kind of like B2B branding and marketing. Um, and the agency itself was like a bit of a startup. We were growing and we were constantly moving offices. And because I was heading up sort of that B2B marketing relationships, I was often tasked with doing the office design. Um, You know, we were like a startup. Yeah, we were were a bit of a bootstrap. And so a lot of times I would kind of do it myself whenever we moved. And, you know, the job itself, I I will say, like I learned, I just looking back, and I think this is something that like everyone can reflect on. I wasn't understanding at the time why I was there, but now looking forward or looking backward at that job, I understand, you know, I learned so much just about, how to promote myself, how to promote myself on the internet, specifically with Instagram. I mean, 
I was very early on that platform. And I think, you know, I owe a lot to Instagram in terms of how I've been able to sort of build my own brand in my business. Um, mm. But while I was at the agency, I really did. Feel, I want to come back to that. Yeah, let's come back to that. But I really did feel I felt like something was lacking. I felt like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I definitely did not feel that spark. Like this is my calling. Um, but when I was doing the office design, I felt something like turn on. I was like every day that I would come to work and that was what I had to work on for that day. I was like, I want to be here. I love this. Like something just really lit up. And I thank God like paid attention to that. And I thought, you know, I want to find a job and a career that makes me excited to go to work every day. And so we ended up towards the end of my time there. We got big enough that we actually hired a design agency to do a bigger office project. Um, I think the firm we hired was called Interior Design Fair. And I ended up really connecting with the owner. I think her name was Casson, And she kind of became like a mentor to me in a way. I mean, you know, I was asking her a lot of questions. How do I get into design? I want to do this. And she pointed me in the direction of um, UC Berkeley's extension program. They have a really good interior design extension program. And of course, like lo and behold, the class that I wanted to take, it was next door to my office, like at night, right when I got off of work. I mean, the way that the mm -hmm. things started to align for me, like I feel like as soon as I got into that purpose, things just started like lining up. Isn't that and, amazing how that happens? Oh my God. It's like, as soon as you start listening to that intuition, yeah. like the, it was just like the one thing after the other. And that doesn't mean like I didn't work hard, but right. things just flowed with an ease that I had never experienced before. So I started enrolling in classes while I still had my marketing job and the rest was honestly kind of history. I mean, mm -hmm. I ended up while I was still at the marketing job, um, just offering to design my friend's houses for free, honestly. And, and I know some people in the industry would say like, you know, you should never work for free. But for me, that was like, that was sort of how I needed to understand, like, if this was something I wanted to do and if I was good at it. And totally. at the time, you know, I, I had no portfolio. I didn't understand how I was going to get work. And so I started a blog and, you know, I really, I, you know, for years I had wanted to start some sort of creative blog or do something creative. Um, and what really hung me up the whole time was the name. I was like, what am I going to call this thing? Totally. And I don't know the name sun soul style kind of came to me. It was just, you know, I wasn't sure at the time when I started it exactly what I wanted it to focus on, but I knew that, you know, sun, I was really, um, I loved kind of like coastal living. I've always yeah. loved Kauai. I've always wanted to move there. I've always lived near the coast. So that was sort of the sun aspect of it. The soul was, you know, I had recently gotten sober. I was kind of starting to be really interested in like spirituality. So that was the soul. And then the style was design. And so I don't know, I just sort of like started this blog. I didn't tell anyone about it. I just sort of started putting my work out on there and I didn't expect anything to come of it. And then I started an Instagram and I just sort of started posting, you know, my own work, things I saw that I thought were cool and interesting, um, design that I thought was interesting. And that's really how it all started. Um, and you know, from there I got a job with one Kings lane, um, and they launched sort of their first studio. It was called the studio. It was their first sort of like in-store physical experience because they had always been online. And so, um, I worked in the studio sort of working one-on-one -on -one with clients, um, designing their homes. And then from there, I, many years later worked at Sonder and that's kind of how I got to where I am today. Except then you left Sonder and then I left. <laughs> yeah. And now Sun Soul Style is full-time full time. Yeah. Um, huge. yeah, I mean, that it was huge. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I was with Saunders for four years. And for those of you that don't know, um, Saunders is a hospitality company and they basically take, um, either whole buildings or residences and my team would come in and design those buildings and properties. And then it's actually a they, very cool company. It's I'm, very cool. Yeah. yeah. They rent them out sort of like, it's sort of like a hybrid between an Airbnb and a hotel. Um, mm -hmm. and it was an amazing experience. I mean, when I started, I was 
one of a few employees in like a nasty warehouse in Soma in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what did I just leave my like, you know, the one Kings Lane office was like this gorgeous, well-designed right. place. And I went from that to this like stinky little warehouse. And I was like, what did I just get into? And, you know, I left a few months ago and they're about to go public. So yeah. it was, I will say just like, it taught me so much just about startup life, about starting your own business, about being scrappy, um, mm. about hospitality design, about managing. I mean, it was my first time really like managing people and a team. So it was like an incredible experience, but you know, for the past few years, I've always known the ultimate goal was to do my own thing. And with this recent move to Kauai, which we'll talk about, I just felt like it was time. And yeah, I will say just like, it was a huge leap of faith. Um, and I think one thing that I've really been noticing over the past few months is, you know, I always had Sunsoul Style Interiors as my side hustle. So I would be working full time, but I would take, you know, a few clients a year freelance. Um, and that always felt really good. And now that I am doing Sunsoul Style Interiors full time, it's just been, it's been really interesting to see just emotionally <laughs> how difficult it is. I mean, just, I've been feeling so much just self-doubt that I have never felt in my life. I've always felt in terms of design, very confident, but I think when you transition to, you know, you're full-time basically running your own business and it's, you know, it's on you to be yeah. paying the bills and making all your money. There's like a whole different level of pressure, um, it's that's on the different. table. Yeah. yeah. That's on the table. So that's, I feel like that's been part of my journey the past couple months is like just really getting a feel for that, like self-doubt that you can feel as an entrepreneur and, um, yeah learning how to deal with it. And just like a quick story that I feel like I need to share. that was so interesting. I was actually home visiting my parents last week in um, Menlo Park, which is near Palo Alto. And I was like wandering through anthropology, just like looking around and this woman stopped me and she goes, I'm sorry, this is really weird, but do you meditate or are you spiritual in any way? Because you have like a super strong energy. And I was like, Oh, funny. Like, yeah, like I meditate, I probably should more, but yes, yeah, like, sure. yeah. And she's like, you know, I don't want to freak you out, but basically she went on to say she's an intuitive and she was like, I'm getting this message and I don't go off, go up to people randomly often, but I'm getting this message from like your guides that basically you need to drop the self-doubt. And it was like, I started Stop. crying in the middle of anthropology. I mean, it was just, I had literally just been thinking about how much doubt I was in, how I need to figure out a way to kind of break through that. And she's like, your guides are telling me that you need to break through the self-doubt. And as soon as you can break through that, you're going to be successful beyond your wildest dreams. But doubt for you and your creativity is like a poison and you need to like work through that in whatever way um, that you find, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through body movement, um, whatever. Anyway, it was just a wild I'm so experience. so glad you shared that because, <laughs> you know, so many things from your story I want to sort of touch on before we move forward. But the idea, too, that we really limit ourselves and yes. especially when you have your own business. Yes, it's so much more stressful. It's so much more. Um, to me rewarding, but also like, not only am I now responsible for like putting a roof over our head and, you know, yeah. insurance and I mean, you name it, but now we have employees and we have a team and oh yeah, their livelihood is in my hands. And so I really don't take it lightly. So I think that the relationship we have to money as mm -hmm business owners actually is a completely different relationship than when we were working and maybe not responsible. You know, we would just get paid, but totally regardless of how well the business was doing. Whereas yeah. now it's like, we are the business. And exactly. so it just has a whole new shift and I'm excited to talk about it. But a couple of things in your story that I really love is I think there's this like glamorized, um, idea out there that like one day I woke up and wasn't living my calling. And then the next day I quit my job and now everything's amazing. Like you had a really beautiful journey to get here and each step led to the next. And each step took you like closer and closer to doing that thing. And I think that that's a really grounding 
sort of experience for somebody that might not want to just do that leap from like a marketing agency to leap of design by yourself kind of thing. Like then you decided I'm going to go back to school for, I'm going to get the, and you sort of like took those really powerful steps to get there. And I just appreciate that because I think that that story of like, now you live in Kauai, now you run your own business, which you're also opening a brick and mortar, by the way, like an actual shop. So like so much amazingness happening, but it wasn't like that happened overnight. Like you guys at your wedding, were talking about wanting to move to Kauai exactly. and that was a few years ago. So you really like took steps and took action. And Lee and I actually on the pod talked a lot about action and actually just doing things Mm -hmm. to get closer to the desired outcome. And I just feel that you guys have been doing that since the moment I met you, like we actually met at Lee's wedding. We sat at the same table and I remember you telling me about Sonder and that you guys want to move to Kauai and you actually weren't even engaged yet. We at Clay and I had just started dating. So it's kind of cool now to see even just being in each other's worlds a few years, Clay and I, I think we hadn't even started our company yet when we met. So it's been really cool, I think, to just be on that journey and see you step more and more into it, especially from the outside, because I just know in my bones how well this is going to go for you. So I just want to like shove you off the edge, you know, so I always love talking to you because I feel like you're like my personal cheerleader. Like when I'm feeling shitty about stuff, I know that Krista's just going to be like, it's going to be amazing. Don't even worry about it. I mean, when you're so good at what you do and you're so dedicated to your craft, like it's not that it doesn't need to be so heavy. Like people will always need design. You're a really great designer. You're really unique and amazing to work with. Like there will never be like a lack in that. I have to say too, one thing I just want to go back to that you mentioned is a lot of people come to me. I talk to a lot of people who just, you know, want to have a quick chat about how I got into design and what they could do to get into design. Um, And I will say, like, if you ever reach out to me on Instagram or email, like, I am happy to have those conversations. I love having those conversations. Um, But one thing I always tell people is, like, just start doing the thing. Like, Mm -hmm. whether you want to be a designer or an architect or a painter or you want to be in marketing. Like, for me, it was a simple step of creating this blog I thought nobody would ever look at. Like, I was mortified when I started that blog because I just thought, who am I? to put this out into the world. Who am I to think I could be a designer? But I'm telling you, my experience has been that just doing the action almost like starts, it's like the universe sort of like, it pushes you forward and it starts the process and it puts kind of everything into motion. And so even if it's it's something small, like just even looking at design work, um, starting to surround yourself um, I don't know, with design publications, with blogs, like just putting that into your life, I swear will like start the process. Um, and another thing I wanted to say is that, you know, I think a lot of people when they get out of college or whatever, and they get their first job, they're like, you know, well, this isn't what I want to be doing. Like, how do I get to the next thing that's going to help me achieve my dreams? Looking back on like my career and my life, I realized that every job, even the like small jobs or the internships that I thought, you know, were a joke at the time. It's like, they all are building blocks to get you to the next thing. Like who knew that in my marketing job, which by the way, like my mom found that job on Craigslist. Like that's how I got that job. Totally. Who knew that at that weird mobile marketing agency that I worked at, that that would lead me to like my dream career. So I think there's a lot of just like trust that needs to happen, especially when you're younger and you're sort of just like figuring out what you want to do. I think just like trusting that the universe has a plan for you. And if you're open and kind of like listening to those messages, um, I think ultimately you will find what your purpose is. A hundred percent. And I love two things that you just said. One, going back to you opening yourself up as a mentor in this way. One of the first people that really got you on this path was that mentor totally. at that design agency. And I too am like such a huge proponent of mentors because if it wasn't for that very first mentor, she's been on this podcast. Her name is Shane Mackey. She's this big wig marketing, like advertising and a th- friend of a friend of my dad's was like, Hey, I know you want to do that. Your own thing, get into marketing. You should sit down with this person because he had referred us. She said, yeah. yes that changed everything. 
and finding a mentor in the space or somebody that's doing the thing that you want to be doing and just asking to pick their brain. Everyone loves to talk about themselves. And it's truly, (laughs) even when I moved to LA, so like way before any of this, my first job out of college, I was like the lowest tier on a TV set that you could be. And there was a executive producer that I was like, I want to be you. Or at the time, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Literally like during our lunch, like tray in my hand, I was like, I'm so sorry to bother you, but you do exactly what I want to do. Can I buy you lunch or pick your brain? And she's like, how about we talk right now? Within two days, she offered me a job. I was like offset in Beverly Hills, like working with, and you know, it's just, asking, you know, is then the universe, like you said, just by asking it like sets in motion so many things. And one thing I actually tell a lot of people too, when they're like, Oh, I'm not happy. Or like, you know, I'm not really doing what I want to be doing, but I don't know what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. I always start with, well, what about your current job? Do you like, if anything? Right. And then at that point for you, it was like, well, I really like doing the design. And it's like, what at your current job lights you up? what are you good at? Is there anything about what you're currently doing that you would, you know, want to take with you? Yes. And so I think that you just highlighted so many like really important little nuggets there. And then especially just going into it with trust and also action because you have to trust the universe has a plan. So then they present you with a plan and you took action to go to UC Berkeley and therefore it was like right next right. door. Right. So yeah. it's sort of like working together in that way. And once you find that like flow, then it's like life just becomes so much easier. And you know, like this is what you're supposed to be doing. So just to end on the self-doubt piece with you, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing. So like, there's no way it can't work. Totally. Like, yeah, I know. Literally the universe has led you here to what you're <laughs> supposed to be doing. You, if everybody stop what you're doing right now and stalk Christina on Instagram, it just brings me warmth. Like it really feels sensual style. I love your brand. I love what you're doing with my home. And I just want to talk about now that like the art of space and Mm -hmm. what it really means to like be intentional with the things in your space. And I have no design. I truly, I hire you to do my interior design and my designer Ellie to do all my graphic design. I know I love that. I hate that, but that's all I know. Mm -hmm. And you can like pick out the coolest, like doorknobs. I've ever seen. I've never even looked at doorknobs until I met you. You know what I mean? Or like blinds. Now I like am looking at things in a, you've changed my whole like way of seeing design. And I just want to talk a little bit more about like, what, what is it about different design and things like that, that really affect us? Yeah. I mean, I think people don't, have an understanding or most people don't have an understanding of how much your home and the things in it like affect your mood and the way that you live in your space. I think until you've spent some time, you know, curating your own home. And I, when I say curating your own home, I don't mean going out, you know, and spending thousands of dollars on furniture. I mean, picking pieces that feel intentional, that you feel a connection with, And that make you happy to look at every day until you have done that. I don't think you can appreciate how much the things in your home just affect your well-being. And I really, yeah. And I really consider my job, you know, over the years, it was a little bit different when I was at Sonder because I was creating spaces for hospitality. So I wasn't necessarily working one-on-one with a client. You know, I was more creating spaces for, you know, future guests and for the brand. But when I'm working one-on-one with clients, I found over the years that it's really kind of like a sacred thing that I'm doing. I mean, I'm literally coming into your home and the most special part of my job that I find is not only coming into your home, but really getting to know my clients and understanding what would make them happy um, and helping them find their own personal style. And obviously like part of my job is guiding them in a direction that I I was just about to say, do you ever, are you ever like, no. (laughs) Yeah. I mean that I will say one of the hardest parts of my job 
is trying to gently direct people to pieces that I think maybe aesthetically are a bit more pleasing or that I think (laughs) could work a little bit better or, you know, or maybe a little bit more in line with my aesthetic. But at the end of the day, what I really try to do is understand, you know, a person's personal aesthetic and understanding how I can translate that into their home, into a a space that they're going to enjoy every day. And I just, I do feel like it's such a privilege to have someone welcome me into their home and to allow me to curate their home with them. Um, because they're going to be living in that space, hopefully for many years. And I will have been a part of that journey. And, and that's really like one of the best parts of my job, to be totally honest. And I think, you know, the best sort of client relationships that I've had are the ones that feel like a true collaboration. You know, anyone could hire me and just give me a bunch of money or their credit card and say, you know, make this amazing. And yes, that would be like very fun for me. But I think the most rewarding and the projects that I feel the most proud of are the ones that I feel like I've made a true connection with the client and that we've created a space together. So it will become something that I could have never done on my own. Um, It becomes something that is a true reflection of our work together. It is so, it is just such an art that you can, I I feel this way about hairstylists too, that you can look at a room and know what it could be. Like, I couldn't imagine you in a million years with any other hairstyle than what you have right now. Right. Like I could have never this corner behind me, you guys can't see it, but Christina's any corner that looks good in my house. Cause we're actually going like nook by nook. Mm-hmm. Talk about that intentionality piece. This is my first home. And until this, we were actually like living in a friend's apartment last year, not with any stuff. And then before I met Clay and moved in with him, I was living on my boat. So I have had no furniture of my own. And then I moved in. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is, I've had no furniture of my own since like my early twenties. And I got rid of everything when I moved onto the boat. So this has been such an amazing, like I, I can tell you where every piece of furniture in my house is from, how much it costs, who make what, like I have such a new appreciation when yeah. I go into somebody's home that's like, has been well curated and like, is you can just tell if it was intentional or not. Yeah. And the energy that the space has it, your right? have changed our entire, our bedroom. Oh is your bedroom's pretty beautiful, you know, and it's just so fun. And the way that Christina works is so cool. And I've never worked with a designer, so I don't know how the other people do it, but also who cares because they're not you, but the mood board, like it goes from like mood board inspo, like collab into then this like incredibly well-sourced designed PDF of your, what could be home with the most beautiful furniture you've ever seen. That's like exactly what I had in mind, but couldn't say. And then a spreadsheet of every single thing, where it's from the cost, where you get, like, it is so easy. And that for me, like the idea when Emery moved into her new house, also Christina has been working with Emery. So Emery and I don't do very many things different. (laughs) So we have to have the same designer and all the same stuff. I have to be careful with you two, not to overlap too much because you guys are very similar Because we do what you say. (laughs) Well, I have similar taste as Emery because she is my taste. I don't do anything (laughs) without her approval. So But it's funny because we actually went to visit them and spent a while with them. And we are so similar that like we have the same sheets, we have the same sound machine, we have the same spa spray, and now we have like half the same furniture. (laughs) So it's actually just like we have a home in California and one in Boulder because we go there and it's exactly the same, like same towels, same sheets. Like I just feel like I'm in my home. So it's really funny, but this couch even when it came, I sent Emery a picture and she was like, Christina, where'd you get it? Where is it? Send me the link. Like not even <laughs> happy for me, but just like, give it just to like me. Wanted it. Yeah. But anyway, it's been so fun, but the point and what I want to say, going, Oh, okay. You go. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I Are was going to say one thing I wanted to say just about working with you and what I think has been cool about the process is, you know, we first came up with kind of like a concept, like Krista sent me, um, 
basically, you know, spaces that inspired her. Then we came up with a concept and then I sent her sort of my ideas for their space. But what I think has been really cool and back to this idea of intentionality, Mm -hmm. you know, you haven't bought the whole room, like for a lot of your spaces. It's not like you're buying the entire room and it's just like ready to go and it's all done. You know, you're buying things as you go, as you can afford them, as you want to invest. And I think that is part of what I think is kind of cool and important about creating an intentional space it's like, you can buy things over time. You don't need to like yeah. go, you know what I mean? Like, and I think some people that I work with, you know, they'll see a price tag on certain things and they'll be like, Oh man, you know, this is going to be a little too expensive. Well, you know, if you love the piece, maybe it's worth waiting. Um, I think that's an important thing is, is understanding that you don't need to get it all right away. If you really love something, you're going to love it in six months. So it's okay to wait. And that's one thing that you know, when I work with clients, of course, I would love them to just buy the whole room and maybe take pretty photos of it and post on Instagram. But you know, a lot of clients, it's like, I'll send them the design. I'll send them kind of our shopping list, and then they can buy as they're ready to. And I think that that's totally okay. And, and that's really a way and an affordable way to create an intentional space. A hundred percent. I'm so glad you said that, but what made it so easy for me and what I was going to say and why I brought up Emery is she like genuinely enjoys design. Like she is so good at it. She can see a room. She has this totally like artist aesthetic eye that you have from designing merch to painting. Like she's got it, you know, And, and you have that too. And for me, just the thought of having to pick um, like cabinet handles or lighting fixtures is like the most overwhelming, like feeling, especially going like it, it, it actually isn't like fun for me mm-hmm. or exciting to me to do that, especially when I know I want it to look a certain way. Yeah. I have no idea. And like down to the detail and the intentionality of talking about cabinet pieces or like little things like that piece by piece is how we've been doing it because yeah, we want to get the nice things. And so investing in like corners of the house. Yeah. So we've been going like nook by nook and I'm like a huge altar person. I like have altars everywhere. So I'm actually like, it's really been like, like feels like serving the divine in a lot of ways because each corner I'm like creating into a sacred altar where it's like so intentional, even like behind us, like I did the light, the couch and the thing at once, you know? So like, Uh there's that peak, like there's that corner of the room. And we did that with our room, which took months and also stuff takes time and totally it's expensive. Good news yeah. is that you can actually finance a lot of stuff, yeah. but we like wait till we pay some stuff down. And then we're like, okay, what's next on the list. But yeah. what's been so helpful and easeful for me is I know where we're going. Yeah. So the process working with you is like, you do the whole room and there's like that upfront work. And then mm-hmm. it's like part two is actually like ordering it and putting it in the rooms. But like I, whether it takes me a year or two or three, I know what my downstairs living room kitchen is like going to look like. And I'm yeah. so loving the process of making it that. And I had no appreciation for this before. Now I see homes differently. I see pieces in stores differently. I want to know where it's from, whom it like questions I never had. So it's been really cool because I also feel really empowered by the work with you in doing it that way. Like I have a different sort of like, oh, I can do this or I'm going to send this to Christina and, you know, see what she thinks. And it's just been a really fun process for me that feels creative and outside of my comfort zone. And also a lot of pressure, like it's my home. Yeah. I want, and, and I love hosting and I want people to come in and just, you know, it's your home. It is your like temple outside of your body. And so even if you don't own your home, you know, you can still create these spaces wherever you go. And I feel like the last time I felt this way was on my boat, Oh, you know, yeah. and it's like, now totally. I'm like on my like little floating, you know, piece <laughs> of heaven. And so it's just been so fun. And I just, I love working with you and I'm oh so proud of you. Thank you. Um, you know, talk to me more about the last few months, you know, I sort of want to wrap up with like to where you are now and totally, um, you've made, you know, a huge change physically location wise, as well as like now stepping into this full time and just 
what's up now? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about just like my journey of how I got to this island in the middle of the Pacific. So in the middle of COVID, in in the middle of COVID. Yes. So yeah, I grew up um, coming to the island of Hawaii with my family. Um, We would come a couple times a year. We had friends that had homes here. So I was always here. And, you know, since I was a teenager, I had this deep knowing that I was supposed to live here. Um, I wasn't sure how I was going to get here. And I was oftentimes frustrated that I wasn't here or couldn't get here faster. Um, but again, I feel like the- every time I've talked to your parents before you moved, it was like, oh, Christine and Daniel, they're in, they're in Kauai. They're in Kauai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, so this was what's funny is when I met my husband, who, by the way, my husband's Daniel. By the way, another weird thing, Daniel and I grew up two blocks away from each other, went to all the same schools, high school, elementary school, never met, didn't know each other, ended up meeting through friends in our 20s. Um, He also grew up coming to Kauai and had always wanted to live here. And on our first date, we sort of bonded over, you know, wanting to move here and how it wasn't something that, you know, it's not. I think especially growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area, there's definitely an idea of what your life could and should look like. It's like, you know, you go to a good college and then you come back and you work in tech and you move into a house in the suburbs and you have a family. And, you know, I think while our families aren't necessarily like that, we definitely felt like this was something different and was something that you know, was a bit of a risk. And so we bonded on that on our first date. And as you said, you know, we would basically spend any vacation time we ever had here. And so when we got married here in 2019, we, the night of our wedding said, you know what, we're making like a vow to each other that we will be here in a year. Little did we know that within a year of that would be COVID. But we literally came out when we moved to Kauai, there was a two week quarantine in place. And the day we came out of our two week quarantine, it was our one year wedding anniversary. Like I, I just got not, full chills yeah, I mean, you. it was like, and that was not planned. It was just the way that it happened. Mm-hmm. And because you back, set that intention, yes. Yes. you set that action. And I'm just what so much of what you're talking about is like, you have so much control um, of your life and who you spend it with and the space that you're in. So it's just so cool to like, see you now on the other side, starting your own store there. Tell us about that. Yeah. So the store, I mean, well, you know, I've always kind of had this idea and this vision of owning a store. I've always thought it would be something I would do when I was a little bit older. I've always thought it, I just had a vision about it. And Mm -hmm. When we were planning our wedding here, one thing I noticed was getting furniture here or just finding furniture in general is very difficult. There are really hardly any furniture stores here. We're on an island. It's tricky to ship. Um, And just talking with different wedding vendors that I was using who later became my friends, I thought, you know, this is like a market to be tapped into. Um, And so the, you know, back in 2018, 2019, we were doing our wedding. I had this vision. I was like, I am going to open a store in Kauai. I don't know how I am going to do it, but I just knew I was, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, I meditated on it a lot. You know, one thing that I found very useful is like, I would sit in meditation and I would imagine the store. I would imagine like what it looked like, what it felt like, the details in it the way it made me feel, the customers that came in, like I would just, I mean, I would do that stuff every day. And it was interesting, you know, at the end of 2019, after our wedding, I came out here and I started looking at different um, commercial properties. And I don't know, like it just, things weren't falling into place and I was feeling super frustrated. And then bam, COVID happened in March. And so again, with trusting the timing, it's like, I'm so glad that I didn't, you know, start it any sooner because we would have been locked down in COVID and there would have been you imagine no it would have been awful and I'm so glad it would have been awful yeah so basically yeah we moved here a little over a year ago and you know I still had this I was working at Sonder I still was like I want to do this store and the craziest thing happened um this woman named Sochi her and her husband Sean they own this super cute coffee shop here called Java Kai Um, If you come visit, it's in Kapa'a on the east side, and it's also on the north shore here in Kilauea, where I live. Um, 
And Sochi owns um, a really cool clothing boutique called Shipwrecked that I've always been a fan of. And um, I don't know how we met. I think I, again, messaged her on Instagram once and I was like, love your store. And I would always come in and visit. And she and I had just connected over the years. She had reached out to me about designing their home. And I actually got coffee with her. I asked her to coffee and I said, you know, could I just like pick your brain on business advice? I have this idea. I want to do furniture. And she was like, you know, I've been wanting to open a new boutique on the North shore. Would you want to go in it together? Our costs would be lower. It could be an easy way for you to kind of like test out this concept. Um, and it, it would just be financially a little bit easier for us. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're going into the space together. So her and her sister-in-law, Morgan, um, their boutique is called Sister Sister. Um, Daniel and I's boutique is called Sun Soul Style. And it's going to be basically two stores under one roof. So it'll be clothing and home. It will kind of like look, yeah, it'll look like one retail experience, but things will be tagged separately. Um, But, you know, we have a very similar aesthetic. I was just going to say the the style of this store is about. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really great. And and that's another thing that I didn't mention is that um, my husband, Daniel is going into this venture with me. So Daniel's background is in marketing. Um, He's been doing freelance product marketing for the past few years. And so it's kind of like a perfect marriage of both of our skills. You know, mm-hmm. Daniel is like super talented at marketing, very process oriented. Um, basically all the things that I am not, he is <laughs> very like good at me. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it's kind of this like perfect marriage, I guess you could say of both of our skill sets. Um, so yeah, we're just so excited. Uh, we've signed the space. It's here on the North shore of Kauai and Kilauea. And we're hoping to be up and running in January pending construction. So boom. Yeah. And I want to say to shout out to Kristen Clay, um, <laughs> just going back to what you were saying about seeing people kind of like doing the thing that they're so good at and lights them up. You know, Daniel and I did a session with Kristen Clay about kind of like launching our brand and our business. And I was just, I can't even tell you, we were so impressed with just I mean, without even diving into like what our vision was or the business, I mean, Krista and Clay just came in and they just had so many ideas about the launch, about how we should be framing the website, about how we should be doing our online presence, about how we should be integrating that message on Instagram. Like we were just blown away. And it just, it also just gave us kind of like the confidence to move forward with this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been so cool. I feel like I've been helping you with your home and you've been helping me with my business baby. It's just the coolest relationship and collab. And the fact that you've known Clay for so long is just, you know, it's also special to me. And I love having, I love cheerleading you. And I'm so, <laughs> you know, it was so funny because like Emery, I'm going to throw her under the bus here, but, um, <laughs> there's a lot of like, we, you, Emery and I, you should each other a lot. So it's like, you uh-huh. do this, you should do that. Like, we think we know it's best for the other one. And like nine out of 10 times we do. And she, when we were talking about working with you, I was just like, you should really see the designs my designer made. Like, you should really look, you should really look. And, you know, she just like blows me off, blows me off until I was like at her house. And I was like, sit down and look at this mood board. <laughs> because you're gonna be dead for it and she got halfway through it and goes text me her number who is it what's her Instagram like so mad at me um that I like hadn't shared sooner but obviously (laughs) I'm trying and it's just like you're so you just have it and it takes so much more than just that though, to like bring a side hustle or bring a passion to life. And so hearing your journey and like the actions you took along the way, like there's not this like massive thing that needed to happen or shift. Like it was just these little steps along mm-hmm. the way, getting you closer and closer and closer, setting those goals, taking action to get there, talking to mentors, like working, you know, asking Clay and I for a launch strategy, things like that. And just really like serving the business, serving the vision of Sun Soul Style and what it can really yes. be. And I totally. love what you shared about meditating on the thing. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately with the book that I've been working on. I want it to be like, I want somebody like you with the calling and side hustle to pick it up and be like, yeah. like 
after you, how you felt after I called or that call where you said, I really had the confidence to move forward. That's what I want this book to be. And I've been doing that a lot, like imagining the person picking it up and like reading Mm -hmm. it and like interacting with it. And I think that that's really, really good advice because it really starts to make because our thoughts are things and the things we put in our mind affect the action we take. Even if the first action you take is to be thinking about it yes, <laughs> and, you know, thinking in a very creative, magical way about what's possible, that is actually a great action step because then we'll inform what action you take from there. So, ah, this has been so much fun. So how can people work with you, find you, get inspired by your amazing aesthetic, all of the things? Totally. Well, you can find me on Instagram at sunsoulstyle. Um, and if you want to work with me, send me an email. I'm Christina at sunsoulstyle.com. Um, or you can check out my website, sunsoulstyle.com. You can go to contact, shoot me a quick email. Um, I will say just because we're focusing on the business right now, I can't take on like every client that reaches out. Um, but I'm happy to kind of like assess the project, see if it's a good fit. And if not, like I have really amazing talented designer friends that I will refer you out to. But um, yeah, I hope we can work together and I will be, I'll be announcing kind of like when we launch the shop and everything on my Instagram. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. I highly recommend giving Christina a follow just for good vibes, good energy, and really peaceful, inspiring style. You know, it's just the greatest niche. I'm super here for it. I love (laughs) this combo. I think it's so inspiring and like, it feels very like you're really living your dream life and the way you explained it and the way you laid it out, makes it feel doable. You know, it doesn't seem like, Oh, this unattainable thing that could never happen. It's like anybody can, you know, make this intention and make this shift and take these steps. And it's like, actually to me, what the world needs is like more people to like do that and realize that and be doing the thing that they really, really, really want to be doing and love doing because, Oh my God, if I had to design people's houses, let alone my own house, like, I'm just, (laughs) I love that. There's so many, like, I just love, I love the world of solopreneurship and small business because you really get to like niche down into the thing that you're best at. And it's so, so fun. So I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. I feel like I'm not going to see you until the wedding in March. I know, which makes me sad, but we'll be in touch before then, because I have definitely about your house. And I just had an idea for you for Instagram or for real or something. So yes, I love it. Um, But anyway, for everybody listening, this was a huge treat. I've been wanting to have Christine on for a while because we haven't really had somebody on to talk design and like art and life in this way. And so I'm just so happy that you're all here and that you're on this journey with me and go give Christina a follow. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. This was awesome. And to everyone joining, if you loved it, please go into Apple podcasts and give me a five-star review that tells Apple, this is great show. So that's the tea. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing. 